This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. You guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. Today's episode, I interview my friend Liz, who we actually work together. So Liz is my assistant here in New York City. So she does a lot of, uh, I guess, a lot of just random work for me. Liz, if you're listening, I feel like random work is the best way to describe your job. But basically, she is a lifesaver. She helps me out so, so much. And she actually reached out to me through Instagram DMs. So if you guys are listening and you guys are wanting a job or you guys are wanting to make a connection, go ahead and Instagram DM them because you never know what you might find or what offers you might get or just what doors open through that. So yeah, that's that's your pro tip early this morning. <laughs> but anyways, Liz is my assistant here in New York City and she is amazing. She's also a dancer. So we are asking her questions on what it's like to be a dancer and a professional dancer. So she went to school for dance and now she is a professional dancer here in New York City. And honestly, a lot of my friends worked in very, I guess, like professional in the sense of like business, finance, engineering jobs so I didn't know much about what it's like to work in the arts and I'm so fascinated by it and I think it's such a great um, career if you guys are interested in it and only if you have a passion in it of course but if you have a passion in the arts I think it's a good thing to kind of hear from someone what that uh, entails and what that major entails so if you're in college or you're in high school right now and you're thinking of going to school for something like this I think that this podcast episode is really going to be great but also I was just super super curious about what it means to be a dance major and a professional dancer and Liz answered all of those questions so I am really, really excited to have this episode up and live. I think it's a lot different than other episodes that I've done here before. And before we get into the episode, I wanted to thank the reviewer of the week. So thank you guys so much for giving my podcast five stars. It means so much to me. Also, if you guys want to follow us on Instagram, we're going to get kind of like an Instagram makeover soon. We're trying to rebrand. So if you guys want to follow us on there, then definitely do that. I really want to have more like inspo on the real, real Instagram and just make it look a lot better and kind of treat it like business so I'm really excited about that and I'm gonna read the review of the week sorry the Instagram was a little bit of a tangent but this reviewer is named Carly so Carly 119 said I feel like I'm sitting in the room with my best friends just talking about life this podcast is so informative and perfect for college students to see the other half of lives I love how down-to-earth Natalie is and how she keeps it real you're doing an amazing job xoxo 
thank you so much that's kind of the goal is to just make it seem like you guys are sitting in the room with us i don't ever want this to be a super formal podcast but i want you guys to have so much value when listening to this whether the value is just entertainment or knowledge or learning about someone else's life that you might not have encountered in your day today so that's the goal of this podcast so i'm really glad that it feels like you guys are sitting in the room with us um while we talk about it but i would also love any suggestions on who else you guys want in the podcast i actually just asked on my instagram story and if you guys want to shoot us a dm or comment on our latest picture on the real real podcast who you guys want for the instagram so that's basically it um thank you guys again for reviewing i'm so excited for you guys to listen to this episode and let's just get into it welcome to the real real podcast with natalie barbu instagram might be your highlight reel but we're here to talk about the real real Hi, Liz. Thanks so much for coming on my podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you. I feel like this is going to be a really good one because I haven't had anyone in like a super creative field like dance come on the podcast. Yeah, it's different. Not a lot of people do it or know a lot about it, so I'm really excited. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Eras tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 400 50 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz-free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code RealReal. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard earned cash when I need it most. 
Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I just wanted to take a quick break to thank TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds for sponsoring today's episode. Are you having trouble sleeping, focusing, or relaxing? If the answer is yes, then TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast has got you covered. This hour-long podcast is made to help you get rid of distractions, reduce stress, relax, and get better sleep. You can listen to the sounds of nature, white noise, relaxing music, and so much more. You can check out the TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast on Spotify or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. So we are just going to jump right into setting the record straight. So this is where I just say some assumptions or stereotypes, and then based on your experience, you'll say if they're true or false. Okay. So the first one is dance classes are majority female. True. That's definitely true. I mean, when you're like moving to New York, when you're in a bigger city, there's more guys, but especially growing up, I did dance since I was five. So like there has been like a couple guys here and there, but yeah, there's really not as many guys. There's more now, but overall definitely more girls. Why do you think there's more guys now than in the past? Because I feel like it's quote-unquote like more socially acceptable I guess for guys to be doing it now like I feel like when I first started doing it it was like not considered like a super masculine thing Mm -hmm. to be a guy dancing or like doing ballet like yeah you know like they were you when you think of like a guy like what sport do you play it's like football or something like that so but now I mean especially being in New York too like it's just so many more guys yeah And doing competitive dance is time-consuming. Yes. So I remember, well, I, again, like I said, I danced since I was five, but, like, I was always missing, for competitive dance, I was always missing, like, football games and, like, hanging out with friends at school and stuff. So, yeah, it took so much time. I would have dance uh, four days out of, like, the, like, work week, I guess. And then I would have it normally for, like, at least four or five hours on Saturday and on Sunday so it was definitely a lot yeah um took a lot of time but how many hours did you say a week you were dancing like in high school yeah I would say at least like probably around 15 oh my gosh yeah that's another job yeah because like and then sometimes if it was like competition season Mm -hmm. um I remember having like dance rehearsals on a Saturday for like eight hours. Yeah, wow. So could you yeah. work? Did a lot of people work that also danced? Some people did. It was really hard. I personally didn't. Yeah, I feel like it's um, hard if being in school. Yeah, that's another job, and then yeah. an actual job on top of that. Yeah, because almost every day I would come home from school. I'd have like a couple hours to chill, and then I go straight to dance until nine thirty. So, like normally like five to nine thirty. Yeah, that's crazy. So. And there's a lot more competition moving to New York City. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you move, I feel like, because I grew up in Charlotte, so compared Charlotte to New York, there's so much more, I guess, competition and just the quality, I feel like, of dance 
dancers and dance in general here is just so much more competitive than yeah. anywhere else like, unless you go to like LA or something but I honestly feel like, I feel like New York is more it, than LA too it's a lot it's just different like types I guess because I feel like New York is more um concert dance like mm-hmm. com- like contemporary companies and stuff like that and then if you move to LA it's more for like commercial dance yeah so that makes sense yeah. did you know that coming in here that it would be to that extent or were you still surprised I knew, but it's hard to, and I've, you know, obviously before I moved, visited and stuff and taken class. So like I knew the quality of dancers here were so amazing, but it's hard like being here and like, just like thinking about it are just completely different. So yeah. 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 And you have to be flexible and athletic to be a dancer or you have to have like a specific body type. Yes and no. It depends on what you want to do. Like you mm-hmm. have to be athletic. You have to be in shape. Yeah. To be able to dance and but like I, if you're doing more like hip hop and like commercial type dance, you don't necessarily have to be super flexible. But it's definitely something good to have. Yeah. You know. Um. But you definitely have to be athletic. I mean, if you're going into a ballet company, you do have to have a certain body type for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Just because, I mean, and honestly, like, it really, it really depends on what you do. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there's, it's yeah. such a broad, there's so many different, like, genres, I feel like, of dance. Right, and, like, for example, like, if you're auditioning for the Rockettes, like, one girl leaves from the Rockettes, they need someone that's that, it, her exact height, Isn't there weight, an exact, everything. yeah, isn't, yeah. are they all, like, 5'8"? Like, no more, no less? Like, you, you have, have to, to be, be between, eight. you have to be at least, I think, 5'8 to even be considered. And then, like you have to look aesthetically right with the yeah, other girls Yeah, I feel like you have to have the same, like, leg length. And yeah, <laughs> and, like, they don't want to pay for another costume. So if you don't fit into that girl's costume that left, then you're not going to be. Oh, wow. And, it like, they even look at hair color. Like, it's really yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah, wow. And now just tell us a little bit about yourself. So where you went to school, where you grew up, what you do. So um, I'm Liz Kowser. Um, I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina, I went to school at East Carolina University in Char- or in um, Greenville, North Carolina. And yeah, I danced since I was five. I was a dance performance major at school. Um, I graduated in May of 2018 and then moved that next um, September to New York. Um, yeah, that's really... And now you're here. And now I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I've been here for over a year, so... Did the time go by quickly? So fast. I feel like I just moved like two months ago maybe. That's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. And what made you want to become a dance major? Did you know in high school that that's what you wanted to do? Or were you looking at schools with like competitive dance programs? Or you just figured it out once you got there? I knew. Well, growing up, it's the one thing I did consistently. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I tried out... Like, I played soccer for, like, a second, and I did not like it. I didn't know what was going on. I remember, like, being on the field being, like, I don't know where I'm supposed to run. (laughs) So, like, I remember that, and, like, I tried gymnastics and stuff, but dance was the one thing that I consistently did that I really, really loved, and I didn't – I wasn't, like, in love with any classes in school either, like, through high school and stuff. Like, I kind of just did enough to get by. Um, So I knew that I wanted to dance – um, in college and I looked at a lot of other different schools with that are just like art schools that had mm-hmm. I don't want to say like a better dance program but like more like a 
more well-known yeah. dance program. And, like, I got into a lot of those schools. But What schools know. did you apply to? Like, where were you? I applied thinking? to Point Park, which is in Pittsburgh. And University of the Arts, which is in Philadelphia. And um, those are the two main ones that I, in ECU, that I was deciding between going. Because I had gotten into all of them. And I even got a scholarship to one. But I just... I don't know, I wanted, those schools were, like, art schools, they Mm -hmm. didn't, they were in a city and stuff, and I wanted, like, the, for me, like, a more full college experience, like, I wanted the sorority, like, I was in a sorority, I wanted football games, I wanted all of that kind of stuff, and so that just ended up being the right school for me. Yeah, no, that makes sense, because I feel like a lot of people that major in, um, I guess, more artsy majors mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> creative majors what's the right way to say it um they go to an art school and then they yeah. don't get that full college experience yeah so and you I had feel... like the tailgate the sorority right. you know and you still did dance which is right awesome. and I like I honestly like it was the best decision for me because I got all that I got to know so many different people I had like different positions in my sorority but then like I was also getting a really full great dance education too yeah and what type of classes do you take is it all dance classes or they're like classroom type classes in your major well you take a lot of different stuff you don't take as many like you take gen eds like you take english you take one math science whatever but um you take mostly dance classes like so i was dancing every day i'd have like two to three dance classes like i would have ballet and um like a modern class and then I could take like either jazz or ballet or wait jazz or modern and they my school also had tap so like you could kind of yeah make your schedule how you wanted um but you had to take at least two dance classes like a semester so you could choose between oh this semester I want to take jazz and ballet and next semester I want to take modern and ballet or yeah. like you could kind of do your schedule like that but you could also take all three we had um, dance composition, so like where you're making up dances. Um, senior year, it's like a big choreography project where you choreograph and like design the lighting for a piece and the costumes and like all that kind of stuff. I had to take acting, which really? was interesting. Yeah, because my school also had like a big theater program. Actually, Sandra Bullock um, went to my school for theater really? for like. I don't know, like a year or something. She ended up dropping out. But yeah, she I went to my school. I didn't know that. I didn't know she went to ECU. I know. She had like a good, like, we have a really big theater program. So I took acting. We had to take like a voice, like articulation mm-hmm. class thing. And then I also had to take dance history. So was that like a classroom setting? Yeah, that was like okay. a classroom setting. Um, I'm trying to think. That's all the ones that are coming to my that's cool though yeah that's cool and was it different from when you were growing up like just doing it on your on the side I guess competitive dancing were the classes a lot different or were they kind of what you expected they were definitely different because I was used to like the more tricks and like showy like competitive dance but then when you go to college it's like modern which is it's just a really different style yeah and I like at first when I went there I was like this is dumb, like, I hate this, like, I wanted to transfer because I thought it was, like, what I was learning was, like, stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Almost, like, stupid because it wasn't what I had been used to for so many years, but then once I, like, got further along throughout my freshman year, I was like, wow, I'm actually, like, really learning Do you have to apply 
to the dance school specifically and like do a showcase or something yeah or, you have to like audition or to audition get, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you have to <laughs> a showcase you have to like audition to get into the program so you have to like do the normal student application for the school mm-hmm. and then with the dance program you still send them your grades and stuff like that but you also have to go to the school or if they have like another like audition in a different city that they're yeah. doing um but you do have to go and take class basically mm-hmm. so that the teachers and stuff can see you and, then... and how are you graded if it's not a classroom <laughs> setting if it's it's... <laughs> it's different like you they grade you on if you improve throughout the semester like through your dance technique technique that they're teaching and also if you're focused in class or you're just like messing around in the back like yeah. talking a lot um some teachers sometimes in like the actual dance classes would have you do like a paper have like a writing assignment each week like but that was kind of rare so sometimes they would do that and when you graduated college you know that you wanted to move to New York City was that always a goal of yours in college no well yes kind of I knew when I was in high school I thought I wanted to move to LA so like all throughout growing up even like freshman year of college whenever anyone asked me what I was going to do after school I would always say I was going to move to LA and I was going to be like a backup dancer for someone like yeah I, that, that's what I wanted to do I loved hip-hop and performing but then once I got into ECU and was taking class there I so many of the people who I loved the way they dance and you know I saw graduating they were all moving to New York and I was like okay, maybe I should go to New York and see, like, what's going on because all these people that I, like, love and, like, are my friends are graduating and going to New York. So I ended up taking, doing um, a week-long intensive here mm-hmm. at Broadway Dance Center and loved it, loved the class, loved the teachers, loved, like, the energy of the city. Yeah. So, um, Was that your first yeah. time in New York or had you gone before? I had been once before with my boyfriend he took me like into Times Square and stuff yeah. which like now I hate going into Times Square yep. but I was like oh my gosh like look at all these big signs yeah. and stuff and I remember we went into the um tangent but like I we went into the M&M oh I store. knew you were gonna say that I remember vividly going into the M&M store it was like I was like oh my gosh I love M&Ms I love chocolate we're going in there and I remember getting this like filling like they have those bags you can fill up with like the different colored M&Ms so I filled up this like big bag and I went up to the front and I was like oh my god like I'm gonna get this bag of M&M's I was like so excited it was my first time in the city and they were like okay $40 I spent $40 on M&M's just like oh I don't they recommend. rip you off they seriously rip you off. so that was my first time but then the next time I went back I actually danced <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, that's crazy. so funny <laughs> no I remember I was obsessed with Times Square when I was younger which mm-hmm. is so funny because I literally like ne- well you will not find me there ever again in my life yeah but I remember when I was younger, I would love Times Square. I would make, like, if we were staying with my family, like, at a hotel, mm-hmm. I would always be like, Mom, please pick the hotel in Times Square. <laughs> like, I wanted to stay in Times Square. It's when you're younger, it's like a magical yeah. place. And yeah. then when you're older, you see all yeah. the disgusting Yes. Trash. I just remember <laughs> being like, oh, my gosh, we're staying in the nicest part of the city, Times Square. <laughs> 
I thought the same thing. Yeah. I thought the exact same thing. And there was like a Toys R Us there when I was growing up. I don't know if you were there. When <laughs> I the never Toys went R Us until was I was in college. Okay. Yeah. Well, growing up, there was a Toys R Us and it had a Ferris wheel inside the Toys <laughs> R Us. So it was, and it had like a Barbie Dreamland inside the Toys R Us. Like, I don't know what took over now. Dreamland. But it was just like, <laughs> the most magical place it was like disney world it honestly <laughs> was like disney world i was obsessed with barbies i oh my god you know like i loved the ferris you wheel. could probably spend in so many hours in there i'm i was store. so sad even afterwards they closed it down a few years ago like way past the age and i would ever go there again <laughs> but i was still so sad because that was just such a big part of my childhood like it's going amazing. to that toys r us like that was oh my, my god that I was would, my favorite honestly, place on earth loved, i would have loved the toys r us it had a ferris wheel indoors like, like that's it was huge <laughs> it was huge it was huge it was just like a, i whenever i would think of new york i would just think of that t- toys R Us. <laughs> so that's that's how i was when i was little oh god but anyways back to <laughs> yeah. the, after that uh short commercial break <laughs> yeah advertising for yeah. Toys R Us. <laughs> um so what were your goals moving to new york like when you came here what were you hoping to achieve i wanted well I think my goals were a little bit different than a lot of people moving here because when right after I graduated school before I moved I had shoulder surgery so on my right shoulder I could like I don't know I was just like born with like loose shoulder caps and like my shoulder blade senior year it was really bad it would like slip in and out of the socket like while I was dancing on stage and it was like so painful so I obviously had to get that taken care of before I moved and so honestly like moving here I was just wanting to get back in shape almost because like I didn't I couldn't do anything like I couldn't the doctor told me I couldn't like run because like it would pull on like they basically tighten my shoulder capsule and if I would run it would like loosen it more than like they wanted it to be so I couldn't exercise I couldn't do anything at all um for months for a couple months um and I had my sling on for two months so like it was just a lot I was completely out of shape moving here basically um but I knew if I didn't move like when I said when I had set my goal that I wanted to I would have just stayed at home and like been like okay I'm gonna go like when I'm ready when I'm ready when I'm ready and it just would have kept getting pushed off so I was just really wanting to get back into dance shape when I moved here mm-hmm. um but I I was fortunate enough to ha- already have a dance job lined up when I moved oh that's um, nice because a girl who is her name's Cannon Sapp she's two years older than me she started her own um dance company actually so it's called Loose Cannon Dance if you guys want to check it out <laughs> um but yeah so she had a performance coming up that she wanted me to be in I had danced for her a lot in school when she was there and so I had that and I told her I would be able to do it. I moved in September and it was in the middle of October. It was October okay. 15th. I don't know why. So I you had like a whole So I had a month. month. Yeah. So I like started to be able to do stuff like a couple weeks before I left to come to New York. But I was completely out of shape. Like I mm-hmm. not. <laughs> yeah. Like you haven't moved your well, body right. in a while. Yeah. So yeah, I was trying to get back in shape. Like, my parents were basically like, look, right now, like, don't worry about finding a job. I feel like when people move here, they're like, I need a job because yeah. it's obviously so expensive. And being a dancer doesn't exactly um, cover the rent always. So yeah. my parents were just so – I was so grateful to them because they were like, look, you have a performance in a month and a half. You need to get back in shape instead of worrying about 
oh, like, I need to get a job right now. I need to work to be able to pay rent this month or whatever. So they were super amazing about it. Um, But I was lucky enough to have a job when I moved here. That's really nice. And is that how most job searches go like it's normally through connections or Absolutely, is there yeah is there like an indeed or linkedin like do there's people- like well there's different websites that you can go on um i one's like called um backstage and okay. some stuff like that they have like we'll have auditions posted but honestly all the because i'm in two companies right now that are project based like both of those i got through going to class and like knowing people talking okay. to them like not through an audition got it yeah and you also have a nannying job here in new york so how did you find that job here i'm gonna take a quick break to tell you guys about our sponsor you guys all know what spotify is but on spotify you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free so you do not need to have a premium account spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic including the one that you're listening to right now On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. Premium users can download episodes to listen to offline wherever you are. And you can also easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram. So if you're listening to this ad right now, you should take a pause and share your podcast or share my podcast, I should say, on your Instagram story and let other people know where to find it. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app, search for The Real Real Podcast on Spotify, or browse podcasts in your library tab. Also, make sure to follow me so you never miss an episode of The Real Real Podcast. So and when did you find it? It I actually had that coming moving too. Oh wow. It, I don't so know. I was like it. It, I don't everything just like kind of fell in my lap. Honestly, it just worked out perfectly because the one of the moms that I babysit for a nanny for now she used to be in my sorority at ECU. Got it. So we have like an alumni Facebook page and she posted and was like, I live in New York City. I'm looking for a nanny to start um, like mid-September and I was moving the beginning of September. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, I'm moving and I need a job and I'll be there by when you need me. So that's how I got that job. It, it, again, through connections, like it's all about. Yeah. I feel like who you know here. You're good at networking then, I guess, or like joining I the feel right like clubs. I'm, I feel like I'm not, but I guess I am. <laughs> I don't really yeah. know. I feel, yeah. I, th- I think about it now and I'm like, when I was in college, I was like, how do people like know people and like just get yeah. jobs that way? And yeah. then it kind of happened that way for me. And I was like, whoa <laughs> I know I feel like that's the best thing though just joining those groups like when I was in a sorority everyone was like well use it for the alumni network right. or yeah. like you can meet people and stuff like that or same with fraternities for guys you know I feel like a lot of things come from that or like totally. joining a club or being in the same major as people because mm-hmm. people have ties to things even if I know this sounds bad even if you might not necessarily be like the most qualified person which I'm not saying that you were not but no I'm but in saying, general yeah that's in totally general true. a lot of people will like look at a resume and be like oh they went to the same school as me yeah and prefer it yeah you know so it I mean you have, you have to be qualified but that stands yeah. out more so that's I think when like connections can really help yeah and especially through dance like a lot of choreographers pick people to dance for them that they know because you don't want to be like you're going to be stuck in a room with this choreographer for hours yeah and you don't want someone who you don't get along with mm-hmm. or isn't like a positive like wants to just like have be focused but have fun person in the room yeah because you're going to be working with them for hours so like and if you don't know them you don't know what they're going to be like professionally yeah I feel like that's also 
a lot of other industries too like not even just necessarily knowing them but making sure that you can have a good time with that person because I know like in my consulting interview when Mm -hmm. I had um, a consulting job I used to work for Accenture when I had that a lot of people would say like they're really mainly the first interview is looking at your personality to see if like if you travel with them are you going to be a good person to hang out Mm -hmm. with at the airport yeah absolutely yeah a lot of people might be great on paper and they might have great grades and they might have a lot of experience but if they are not a people person and it's just uncomfortable to be around them and you just sit in silence (laughs) yeah you just sit in silence or you're just like not a nice person then you're not going to want to work it's going to be miserable it's going to be miserable even if you get the job done so i think that's just a life lesson for honestly any major any degree just Mm -hmm being a personal person, get to know people. Like, Seriously. you don't even have to use it necessarily as networking. Just get to know people. Yeah, just talk to them. Yeah, <laughs> like, honestly. So. Just talk to them about anything. Like, Yeah, I think that's a great way because you also never know what connections you could use down the road. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't need to be transactional, but it's just a tip for life. Just be nice. Yeah. Be nice and people will respond and... Yeah, really. It'll work out for you. And what's been your favorite part about moving here? Has it exceeded your expectations? Or are you still kind of wanting to go to LA? I don't want to go to LA. I mm-hmm. want to stay here for sure. I'm super happy here. I personally, I wouldn't live here if it wasn't for the dance. Like, yeah. I, I'm a very chill person. And, like, sometimes the city is, like, a lot. Yeah. I actually live in Hoboken, New mm-hmm. Jersey. But I'm in the city every day, which I love because... Mm-hmm. It's like the city, but a little bit more chill, which is totally my vibe. And it's just nice. Being in the room with so many amazing people is my favorite thing in the world. Like, I love watching amazing dancers just giving everything they're all and like taking what they have and like watching them and like learning from it. That's my absolute favorite thing. I love when it's a, my favorite thing is when it's a nice day in New York City. People are around, everyone has their coffee. Like, just living their best life everyone's sitting in the grass <laughs> nice days in new nice york days. are like amazing uh, unreal mm. they're better than nice days anywhere else it's literally just we it's don't so have true. a lot of them right and everyone like if it's a nice day everyone is outside everyone especially because and happy half the year is so cold and you want to be inside and like yeah. in a blanket but oh my god a nice day in new york you cannot beat it <laughs> no you can't it's it's my favorite like i want to be outside at all times i want to walk around i want to I need some vitamin d yes <laughs> like it is so great and especially right now the re- oh. weather is getting crisp so like you just want to be outside you can be in a jacket but like the sun on your face yes. i'm like i'm like thinking about it right now <laughs> let's go outside right now <laughs> It's such a nice day. It, it really, really is. is. And right now is such a nice day. I was walking here and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> we should record this outside. I know. We just take Get the all the traffic really. around. Yeah. You won't be able to hear us, but it's fine. Because it's, it's a nice day. It's a <laughs> and what would be your biggest piece of advice for someone who wants to get into dance? Just do it. Like, yeah. I don't know. I wasn't the best when I was younger. Honestly, like, I got my t- one of my teachers just saw something in me and so they put me with some of the girls that I probably shouldn't have been with that were better than me yeah but and it was really hard but like you just have to throw yourself into whatever you want to do because if you don't you're not going to get better you're not mm-hmm. going to like succeed in my opinion like you just have to go for it and work really hard to make it happen yeah so if you want to move to New York if you have to like 
stay home a year after you graduate and save money, do it, and then mm-hmm. move. Like, you have to have a goal. For me, I have to have a goal. I have to have a plan. Like, yeah. I have to have something that I'm working towards. So have have your goals and just stick to them and keep reminding yourself of them. Mm-hmm. And that's, I feel like, not even just for dance, but for anything, like, that's the best thing that you can do. Yeah. And what would be your biggest piece of advice that you've just received in general in life? I always ask I, this, and I know it's always yeah. Like it's like a tough a one, but it's a good question. one. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't remember who. Why am I? Might have been my dad. I don't remember exactly, or maybe it was a dance teacher. I could be completely <laughs> wrong. And my dad's like, I've never said this to you. Um, being, this kind of sounds cheesy, but if you're the best person in the room, find a different room. Is yeah. like a quote because yeah, or like I the like smartest person in the room. Right. Yeah, because and like I try and apply that to dance and in everything like it's nice to be the best dancer or the smartest person or have all the answers in the room sometimes like it makes you feel good sometimes but if you're the best you're never gonna grow you're never gonna learn anything and like what I'm fortunate enough to realize is that in New York I'm probably never gonna be the best one in the room Mm -hmm. which is great because I'm gonna learn so much and like so much that's just the most amazing thing especially being new you just have to be like a sponge and soak up everything and it's hard and you know you're gonna get down on yourself at times but like just remember like you're learning so Mm -hmm. so much and yeah it's just really awesome to be here that's so true I love that I totally agree that being you never want to be the smartest person you never want to be the best person Mm because then there's not as much else to learn, you know? Like, I yeah. am constantly looking to be challenged. I'm constantly constantly looking to learn more. So, yeah. I think that's, like, the best way. Yeah, just... and another thing that I feel like I live by is, like, I never had a backup plan for mm-hmm. dance. Like, I never had a minor or a second major or anything. Like, when people are like, oh, so, you know, parents or whatever, they're like, what are you going to do after school? And I'm like, I'm going to move to New York and become yeah. a professional dancer. They're like, oh, so, like do you have a backup plan? Yeah. I'm like, I literally don't. Like, yeah. which some people might say is not wise because dance, like if you get injured, like I had an injury, but you just have to take care of yourself yeah. and go for it because that's really all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. So I guess I gave you two things. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. The more the merrier. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Liz, for coming on the podcast. Do you have anything that you want to promote? I know you have a YouTube channel, so we will have that in the show notes. <laughs> um, follow me on Instagram. It's just at Liz Kowser. Um, yeah, I have a YouTube channel. It's really small. I think I have like a hundred subscribers, but honestly being in the city, I like, I restarted it in when it was getting cold and I was inside a lot and I was like, was new. So I didn't really know that many people. So I love it. I've always watched YouTube growing up. So I was like, this is a perfect time to start it. So I do have it. It's cool. I vlog a lot of, like, day in my life and stuff. So if you want to check it out, if you're interested in what it's like um, for a day in the life of, like, a professional dancer, be perfect. Yeah. And, yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So how did you guys like that episode? Did you guys learn a lot about what it means to be a professional dancer? I want to know. So let me know what you guys thought about this episode. I think it was super, super interesting. I really loved it. And if you guys liked it, then be sure to give us five stars on iTunes. That would mean a lot to me. And also, of course, follow Liz, follow the podcast, 
follow you know me on instagram just giving all the self promos now but i hope that you guys enjoyed this episode i am always open to hearing who else you guys want to see if you guys want to listen to more solo episodes let me know but i really really hope that you guys enjoyed and i will see you guys or i will you guys will be listening next monday on another episode of the real real podcast Hey, my name is Lovan Rumpf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.